0: Well, hello, hello, and hello, and welcome to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rizell. I am the hostess of this here platform, this here podcast, but I'm also the founder, CEO, and headmistress of the Sacred Pathway Academy, where you can enroll and learn various modalities one in particular is Reiki but we're not going to talk about that today oh no because I have a very special guest with me and for those that's been following me for a while and you've tuned into my podcast you've seen her you know her but if you have not then let me introduce her it is my friend my sister Mignon Grayson hi sis
1: it's so good to be here with you. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yes,
0: so me and Mignon, oh my goodness, we, it feels like we go way back. Like we've been knowing each other forever. Um, But I think it's just because we're just very kindred spirits. And it's like, she is, she's the water and I'm the fire and we need each other. <laughs> Cause she's got that, yes. that cancer yes. energy and I got that Leo energy <laughs> and we just balance each other out really well. So, um, yes, right. yay. So let me just read a little bit about goddess Yong, cause I'm just going to take the liberty of, uh, reciting what I already know about you <laughs> based on previous conversations. So Reverend Mignon Grayson is the founder of Sacred Mysteries Worldwide, and she is an ordained minister of One Spirit Interfaith Seminary in New York City. She was ordained in 2016. She chose the interfaith path due to her calling to serve people of all faiths and religious practices. Mignon recognizes that there is a common link to the divine creator within all religious traditions. Mignon heard the call of spirit at an early age. She began to explore the different spiritual practices of Africa, indigenous North America, and East Indian cultures. Her curiosity of the divine in its various expressions led her to study ancient Egyptian or Kemet religion, as her first introduction to African spiritual tradition. Later, Mignon was, was drawn to other African religions, where she became a devotee of the Ifa tradition of Nigeria and initiated as a, I always get tripped up on this word, Yayi priestess yes. of Palo mm-hmm. Mayombe. <laughs>
1: That's which, it, perfect.
0: Yay, I did it, which is rooted in the African Congo Bantu tradition. Through her many years of being a devotee of the Ifa tradition and her initiation to Palo Maombe, Mignon has learned the deep importance of the ancestors, which we're going to talk about today, and their connection to our daily life and our spiritual evolution. This is a theme throughout most ancient cultures. Mignon's particular focus is to bring the wisdom of ancient spiritual traditions from across the world to the masses through sacred mysteries worldwide and to honor the divine feminine through her work with women and girls in discovering and unleashing their divine power. So, I am just so excited. Cannot wait for us to have this conversation because I know, Mignon, this is something that you love to talk about. You even wrote a book about it. Mm-hmm, she did. So uh, let's go ahead and just jump into this conversation. What is it about um, ancestor reverence that you feel mm-hmm. is so important?
1: Ancestor reverence is um, an actual very important piece of the, of the puzzle of life or the cycle of life. Um, we are our ancestors returned. If you know about reincarnation, we have been here before and we are reborn again and we are ancestors to others when we're not here and waiting for our cycle to come back because we have divine assignments and those assignments are completed when we come to earth and sometimes they're not and we come back to complete them or we have new ones. So ancestor reverence is so important that you understand that you are revering the divine in all its many expressions as all of your bloodline that has come before you, and as well as your own spiritual um, essence, because you are your ancestors returned as well. Um, And while we're living on earth, those that are no longer in their spiritual body, because really what it is, is that, you know, we are spirits in a physical body the body is inhabiting this particular plane there are many different spiritual planes but we are spirits inhabiting this physical body but that's just a portion of who we are we are this divine being that has that in that also um exists on all the planes at the same time but this is our main focus right now but we have ancestors who um, it's, we, they love us. They were here. They know what life is about. So when they're not in their bodies, they actually have better ability to help us than if they were in their physical bodies because they don't have the limitation of the physical realm. So they can go and do and go forward and backward and sideways and, and and do what they need to do for you, um, to help you because they, they want to see their line, their descendants do well because of, all, if they do well, then whoever they come in contact with does well. So it's an interconnectedness uh, about ancestor reverence that is not just for you, the person, but it's for you, the family member, for your family members, for your community, and for your, your country, and for the world, you know, it just branches out because we're all connected. So the importance of ancestor reverence is having that support on a spiritual level to help you achieve and gain happiness in life and achieve your destiny so that's based that's that's it in a nutshell
0: yes and I I it's so many so many questions that I know I've had and I know that other people tend to ask when it comes to um ancestor reverence or just knowing about your ancestors period right Mm -hmm. so when you think about the ancestors, let's talk about it from the perspective of people from the African diaspora. Um, can you explain a little bit about the importance of ancestor reverence in our traditional senses as far as people from the African diaspora?
1: Yes, um, in terms of the African diaspora, you know, connecting our existence, our beingness, to our ancestry is very important because of our traumatic experience in this particular land. Um, Being able to trace back beyond that in a spiritual sense because we don't know the particulars is very important to completing who we are, Knowing the knowing of who we are on this planet that we are more than just that traumatic experience also um, in Ancestor Reverence, there's a lot of incomplete things, um, a lot of things that we may have inherited, both good and not so good, that we get, we are allowed a chance to uh, celebrate, um, which helps to strengthen us, and to heal, which helps to strengthen us. So it's a win-win when it comes to us here in the African diaspora, because we have been connected, disconnected rather, from our history in such a big way, and our history is so huge, so diverse, and so ancient. So we have a lot that we can tap into beyond, as well as the recent experiences, several hundred years, but beyond that. Thousands and thousands of years, we have that that wisdom, that connection, that energy at our disposal as well. Because here in this land, being having experienced in the United States or in the diaspora in particular, the trauma and the minimalization and the dehumanization that our ancestors experienced, you know, we are coming out of that and now starting to heal that in a huge way. And ancestor reverence is one of the ways in which we can gain a footing, that we can gain strength, that we can um, understand who we are on a more holistic level and not this little narrow box that we've been right. placed in in this particular environment here. Because we were raised that you know we were this or we weren't that and that we're only this. So embracing the wholeness of who you are as an African descendant is extremely important because we all know everything that was significant in world history came out from Africa, came from African genius. So being able to connect to that is so important for us understanding the fullness of who we are.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think for many of us, who start on our spiritual path, especially if we were raised in, in some of the more, um, Western, uh, religious traditions. Yes. We, some of us start to feel kind of a, a stirring inside of us that, you know, something is missing something, you know, it's like, "Mm, I'm kind of getting something, but I'm not really sure what it is. And what I'm learning is most of the time, and for me personally, it's been the fact that my ancestors have been calling out to me to basically come home in a sense, meaning coming home to myself as a woman of the African diaspora. So um, I guess my next question would be, you know, when someone is transitioning from uh, those Western tradition traditionally practice religions like christianity or even you know judaism or islam um, if they're transitioning from those religions into spirituality and they want to start to connect and make those connections with their ancestors how do what do you suggest they do to get started
1: I'm so glad that you brought that up in terms of the stirrings and the calling of the ancestors. Um, I am truly have bear, bear witness to how much our ancestors are actually encouraging us to, um, to check out to, yeah. to other traditions, our ancestral traditions. So many people are interested and knowing more and I definitely attribute to that to the ancestors who are always around us encouraging us and definitely calling us back home so that we can connect with our power base of spirituality and um, and something that is really in harmony with our soul and with our spirits um because you know we're feeling kind of out of sorts here and we're not connected That's you know it's right. like you know getting half power half you know currency half frequency um and so and that's how you're you know you're powering yourself throughout life throughout life without the full force of what you have available to you and um getting uh, connected or getting started with ancestral reverence um is a desire first of course that's always there first. but the most simplest thing you can do is to try if you if you have information about your ancestors, um, know their names, know their names and um, begin to record the names of your ancestors. And the purpose of this is because you're going to start your um, ancestor reverence practices. Now, some people like to start with an altar, some, you know, and I'll go over what that is if, if we have time, yeah, but, definitely. you know, just to, just to start with knowing who they are. If you don't know who they are, then by name, they know who you are. So you just need to call them by the ancestors of my mother's line and ancestors of my father's line. And then it can be as simple as a ca- uh, lighting a candle once a week with a fresh glass of water. Cause in uh, African traditions, it's all about the freshness and about water and the power and the essence of water. So I'll light a candle, white candle, glass of water and sit and, and say your favorite prayer and then call their names and thank them for your life thank them for all of your blessings thank them and you know whatever comes to your heart and you know they're in their different ancestor prayers too um, that you could get connected with if you want but that's the base all you need a candle and some uh, names of your ancestors it doesn't have to be complicated at all and they will it what this is is an energy exchange when you start to acknowledge them it's just like for instance if you were sitting in a room and somebody kept walking back and forth and not acknowledging you how much energy would you give them right it's just that simple it's it's like so but once somebody starts to engage you you start to engage them and it's a back and forth so it's the same thing with ancestor reverence the more that you engage them and acknowledge them the more um, power and more connection that you have. And so it's a give and a take. So, and that connects them more because remember, they're not on the physical plane. You are. The physical plane is extremely dense and that denseness, it takes a little bit to get through. So you're acknowledging them helps to build that energy connection stronger. So they have the ability to be that stronger whisper in your ear or, or intervene on your behalf on this side, um, in the physical realm. So, um, just simple calling of their names a prayer. If, you know, if Christianity is your base, you know, you could say a prayer uh, from the Bible first, you know, 23rd Psalm is a favorite of our ancestors that are near, um, that are more recent and then recite their names and just say, thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and then sit and listen and be still yeah. because you'd be surprised the types of things that will come to mind And then you, um, a lot of times it's suggestions or it's flashes of things. And you can take notes about that. If you, you know, have your book ready and journal about it and see what kinds of answers or clues or direction that you begin to get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said that about putting, having your journal near you, because what I often am finding is you know, sometimes it's not, the answers are not going to come right away. It's not. And then it's not going to necessarily come in the way that you're expecting it to either. It's like, people think that it's going to be like this clear voice, which sometimes (laughs) it might be. Sometimes it might be, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not, it's, it's in a feeling it's in, it's, it's in, you know, like something will pop into your head all of a sudden and you're like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Where did that come from? You know where that came from. You just sat and prayed to your ancestors. <laughs> so through that message that just popped in your head, that's how they're communicating with you. So I love that you said that because that way, when those things happen, you can just write them down and then look them over later and like, oh, okay mm-hmm, cuz mm-hmm. i know i've done that where i'm sitting and i'm meditating and i'm praying and i'm talking to my ancestors and i'm like y'all just not talking i don't know why y'all not talking cuz i need mm-hmm. you right now i don't know what you all doing but i'm i've been sending up smoke signals for help like what are you doing and if i just calm down cuz you know i get dramatic i'm a leo just if I just calm down and Mm -hmm. sit still
1: Mm -hmm. have
0: my paper have my candle lit and just really allow myself to receive I'll get something something will come
1: through it is in those quiet moments that breakthrough happens all of a sudden it will spring out whether it's sitting there like you are doing or you're washing dishes my favorite is washing dishes and all of a sudden while I'm washing them, it's just like it just comes through you know because water for me and like you said on the cancer water for me is definitely that thing that helps to calm me and, and puts me in a touch and state that you know that I'm in touch more with spiritual realm. So I'm washing dishes or I'm doing something with water when you know bathing, showering or whatever. Then all of a sudden whoop, something just breaks <laughs> through, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know? All right. You know? <laughs> so whatever puts you at that at that state of surrender, that state of openness. Um, those messages are able to come through because like I said coming from the spirit realm to this the energy vibrations are different so they do by any means necessary whether it's flashing different words you see them repeatedly over and over again letters numbers um, recently for me, I've been, um, when I wake up in the morning, I'll open the book of Psalms because I have reverends on both sides of the family, you know, and, you know, I got the instruction to do that for a little while because they're starting to communicate through those Psalms. So I just open the book, take a deep breath, open the book and wherever my, my eyes land, is where I start to read and I see what the psalm is about and I write the psalm down so I record it so that I can go back and see because I'll get the messages then and there but also there'll be other revelations later on and uh, yeah yeah so that's something that they have me on right now they're like okay we're gonna communicate right now with you through the psalm so (laughs) (laughs) every day because sometimes for me I sometimes I'm a little I could be a little thick, you know, because I lead sometimes with my, (laughs) with my intellect mostly. So I think I know, but they're like, listen, we got some messages for you. So just, you know, so it, you know, your messages come in all shapes and forms. And sometimes we receive messages based on our psychic abilities. So some of us hear things, some of us feel things, some of us see things, some of us Um, you know, just take, pick up smells, all of that. So yeah, yeah, they utilize whatever they need in order to send you a message, or it could be somebody walking by one day, or you overhear somebody talking about something. It's so interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really, really interesting. So interesting. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I also love when you clear this up for people who have questions about their ancestors who are the ancestors that you're speaking to because Mm -hmm. not all ancestors are ones that you want to be praying to. So I'll let you explain that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, the ancestors that you are calling on when you call them are the ones that are benevolent. Um, they have lived Uh, when they were on earth, they lived a decent life. That don't mean perfect. That doesn't mean they were sweet and kind all the time. That means they were not evil and trying to destroy people and things um, and cause harm intentionally. You know, we all live a life. None of us are perfect. And a lot of times we, you know, walk through life and we don't even know who we may be affecting in that way. But I'm talking about live a decent life. Um, contributed to family and community uh, in a positive way. It doesn't have to be a famous way. Just that they were living a good life. Right. Those are, you know, yes, yeah, a normal good life. And those, those are the ancestors that you are praying to. Now, let me make a, a little bit of a distinction here. Um, there are deceased relatives, which are those who lived and died, and then there are ancestors. Lately, people are grouping ancestors and deceased relatives together, which means the ancestors are your elevated ancestors, your benevolent spirits that are here to, that come to help you and have been assigned to help you as well as they just come back to help you, because um, some of them are your spirit guides as well. But, um, so when you give an, uh, uh, your deceased relative the title of ancestors, that is automatically saying the benevolent ones. But in order to be clear, when you do your prayers, you say, my elevated and my benevolent ancestors, I call on you. So those are the ones. Um, If you don't know their history and you get a feel, you go by feel too. If you, get, you don't know their history, then you kind of leave them on the side and the other ancestors that. Are working on your behalf will bring the ones that are supposed to be there helping you as well. So you already have a filtering system in place. But those ancestors who were dark when they were alive, um, did some things that, you know, weren't so good and um, hurt some people. Um, you wanna leave them on the side, that's a special case. And there's not many of them, but it's a special case and that you either learn how to work with them to elevate them or you have someone who's more experienced do that for you.
0: Okay, so when you say the dead relatives, so the Mm -hmm. dead relatives, can they be
1: ancestors or Mm -hmm. they're not ancestors? They are. I'm just saying everybody becomes deceased. Right. So they are your ancestors. They are those family members who are deceased. Gotcha. But not everybody is an ancestor that is in the position to help you that, gotcha. that you call upon. And it's very few that you you that are excluded. It's just those that, you know, might have lived that life that wasn't good and they were they left the earth very dark. Um and you don't want to call them. For instance, I had a couple of family members like that. They were not living a good life when they passed away and they were, uh, you know, they had done some things. And so it wasn't time for them to be on the ancestor altar. Um, I checked, but through divination and I um, asked after they have been deceased for a while, because understand that life doesn't end it's just a different form of life when you pass on so they are in the land of the ancestors this spirit realm still continuing on doing things learning things living in the way that they do in the spirit realm without these physical bodies so they're still growing and learning and doing in in the answer, ancestral realm so they don't remain the same when they pass away so you have to give them time for them to elevate learn the errors of their ways and decide to do something differently. And eventually they can become an elevated ancestor that you call upon because uh, actually one of the couple that were in my line that I couldn't put on the ancestor altar now is on my ancestor altar. And she is a serious ally because we were very close when she was alive.
0: <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That's that's awesome. And I always love it when you teach about that and talk about that because you know, understanding the distinction, right? Um, and I happened to be in a room on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. and someone was talking about. Now, this this goes into like hoodoo, we're not going to talk about hoodoo right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this person was talking about how. Um, well, I'll just come out and say it: we, as Black people here in America could have some white ancestry that mm-hmm. is there by force
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not, you know, because we, not by chance. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. I guess for this person's situation, you know, it's like when I guess they weren't being specific on calling on those ancestors and this particular entity showed up and was not doing well mm-hmm. for, for this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does stuff mm-hmm. like that happen where, you know, if you're not being specific and saying the benevolent elevated ancestors that that entity could creep in and start doing more harm than good? Or is that too deep for this conversation? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yes. And spirits all around all the time. Um, you're calling on your ancestors. Um, if you're not being specific, definitely any old ancestor can come. And believe it or not, even the ones that did the evil and the the wrong things, they want the light. So now you're doing ancestor reverence. That's going to help them. So now they they're coming, but they still might not be in the right state of mind. So they're coming, but they want to wreak havoc or they're doing something that's wrong. You need to definitely deal with that it can happen but it's not it's it's not uh I, in my experience it doesn't happen that often right when you're doing ancestor reverence and spirits show up uh, for that you're already through your prayers through your intention you're calling on the ones that are of light mm-hmm. the ones that are of good intention because that's what you're stating um and you are already as a divine being you know what you say basically goes right. and of course there are mischievous spirits that do come right. but it should be not really a problem when dealing with you know making sure they stay there.
0: <laughs> yeah because when My i heard that i was like wait what <laughs> that happens. i'm like hold on do y'all see me like it's it's,
1: it's there for sure so like oh yeah uh-huh oh yeah i'm like no no <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it's true. Um, even in my particular uh, practices, I I don't acknowledge those ancestors that, you know, were in my history that didn't come by choice. Right. Uh, I don't deal with that because I choose not to. I don't deal with any of them because that's such a painful part of the history. And um you know, my ancestral mothers that had to go through that, that are here to help me. That's not something that they need to be engaged with. Now you can do healing work to heal that. But that's a whole nother thing that you don't have to be engaged with them in order to do that. But I have to say the person who encountered this, they need to really check what they're doing. They need to check what they're doing.
0: I, yeah. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. I don't know what she needed to, to bring that about, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 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 no. So let me ask you, let, now that we're in the, and talking about the ancestor reverence, so we got, okay, who we're praying to, who we're talking to, we got that established. Mm-hmm. Now we want to begin the ancestor reverence. What does that look like, or what can that mm-hmm. look like? Because I know it's, it's different ways mm-hmm. that you can do it. But okay. if if you were to walk someone through mm-hmm. um, doing any practice that that you would choose, you know, what would you mm-hmm. suggest to them to
1: do? Um, mm-hmm. definitely an ancestor altar. That is the very base in ancestor reverence. So you would designate an area that you would um, you would consecrate for your ancestor reverence. You would begin with um, prayers, consecrating the area, cleansing the area. Um, I, for, I tend to like to put my ancestor altar on the floor in the corner. Um, other people have it on there, like you said, many ways on top of the table. It all depends on how you're taught or, or what feels good to you. I like on the floor because the thought of that is that you know the ancestors return to the earth in their, their physical parts of their body. So you have your ancestor altar close to the ground where they have returned to keep that connection. Um, and then you would put certain, certain things on the altar and um, to make them comfortable. And that would be things that represent the four elements that would be um, uh, personal items that would be photos of them only, not photos with living people that would also be, you know, water, candles, incense, favorite items, things like that, that you can put on there. And then you would periodically, you know, I would say set up a regular schedule where you go to that altar after you've had it set up and you would um, sit and you would, converse with them, you would pray, you would uplift them in prayer, you would uplift them in song, you can sing, you can dance, you can pray, you can talk like you're talking to your like they're right there, like you're talking to mom, you're talking to mama grandma dad, you're talking to aunties, you know, sis, whatever it is, it's just a family conversation. Now, um, what you hear back is in the form of how it's easiest for you to receive the information back from them, or it might be quiet at first, but the thing is regular communication, regular reverence, flowers, um, food offerings is another thing. you can prepare food and or share the food that you've already prepared with them. You can um, bowls of fruit, few pieces of fruit, nothing, nothing huge. You know, very, very similar. They like uh, liquor. Now, one thing I want to say about liquor is that alcohol uh, in various traditions that I know, rum or gin is used to give them. Uh, but that is not for them. to woo woo, have a good time. There's an energy. <laughs> um, liquor is known to activate you know and uh extract and activate it's it it gives energy so you're giving them energy to utilize it's not for them to sit back and get drunk because i've heard of people (laughs) giving ancestors all kinds of things that uh to to party stuff (laughs) i'm like if your ancestor, you say, is asking you to go get them this type of substance, then you need, that's not the ancestor you want because it's not party time like that. Right. It's not party time like that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: you're you're giving reverence. You're building a, co- a connection. Um, so those types of things you don't want to do. Right.
0: So like um, I've seen where um, if someone a relative uh was a smoker like people would put like a cigarette there or mm-hmm. um like if your grandfather smoked a pipe you would put your mm-hmm. pipe there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know um so all these different items people can use and put on their altar mm-hmm. for ancestor reverence so mm-hmm. another question that I know has come up for me Mm-hmm. I just tell y'all, I just, you know, I have questions. So I just want to know <laughs> when you leave the, 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 the water, the liquor, the food, how long mm-hmm. do you leave it there? Is mm-hmm. it just for that day? Do you refresh it daily? How mm-hmm. do you, how do you do that?
1: Um, there are different schools of thought in my particular Ancestor Reverence practices. I refresh the water once a week or whenever I feel the need to. Um, when it comes to the food offerings, it depends. Um, sometimes I leave it there for a few days. Sometimes it's just overnight. It re- you, you develop a relationship with them. So, if, but if you want like a formula to do it, I would refresh the water once a week. If you're doing flowers once a week, um, I would um, leave the food, you know, three days maybe. But if, you, if that really irks your nerves, because some people are, you know, they're clean freaks. or they have issues with you know certain friends that like to come in and partake and don't want that happening you can leave it out for a few hours and talk to me say listen i can't leave this out so long because we're gonna have the little friends coming so i'm gonna let (laughs) you partake (laughs) then i'm (laughs) gonna clean it up (laughs) and and you all understand and they do they work with you you know right um so you can leave it out as far as a few hours or you can leave it out overnight or you can leave it for a few days. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, and you can change out your ancestor. Refresh your altar, refresh the tobacco if you're leaving out tobacco. Now, one thing I want to say about tobacco, we, you know, I know people leave the cigarettes. I wouldn't, my parents, both my parents, dismal. Um, they didn't pass away with smoking, but I would not give them that. Um, the cigarettes because of the negative thing, but this is my own personal but tobacco in Mm. and of itself Mm -hmm. is a sacred herb yes and it's used in uh, a lot of traditions especially native american traditions in the spirit realm it's actually used to heal i've been in a pipe ceremony where that smoke that that ritual tobacco smoke healed my knee so Mm -hmm. it's very very sacred herb so it's a tobacco cigarettes um cigars they so it also helps to your connection to your spirit guides as well. So, and that's in the Lupu-Ni tradition and um, the Espiritismo tradition. We use, you know, we have cigars in those ceremonies where we're puffing on cigars to help to connect and to clear your connection between you and the ancestors. So those things work in harmony with ancestor reverence because of what it is as a spiritual science right. It's not just to for enjoyment they can enjoy it too but it also has a purpose deeper than enjoyment you know also you want them happy too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now me
0: too like the cigarette thing i i thought that was kind of odd because i'm like yeah. well i don't know if i would do a cigarette now i understand pipes because you know that fresh tobacco yeah. and everything else and mm-hmm. i personally love the smell of a pipe i i love it I love the smell of a cigar Mm -hmm. but a cigarette nah no bueno not gonna happen and I just wouldn't want that you know like especially you know maybe they didn't die of lung cancer but you can bet your bottom dollar that cigarette that they used to smoke didn't help
1: them (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying and it was an addiction it wasn't a pleasurable thing that they did from time to time. Yes, addiction that they had, they did no longer had control of, and that's not what you're you want know, to reinforce that right. in the spirit realm. Not that you know they're still addicted, but you don't give them the symbol of something that they, for me and my particular belief, something that they were um, addicted to. As well, you want to, you know, we're elevating. We're not keeping people yeah. doing the same things that they were doing that held them back while they were alive or damaged right. Them they were alive. Right, right, mm-hmm. right.
0: Yeah, that's why I said that just didn't, that didn't like make any sense to me, but not judging, but I right. just didn't see the point of that. Now, like mm-hmm. you said, tobacco, I know that that does in a lot of the like Native American, especially those practices, tobacco is a big part of their healing practices. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. a difference in that tobacco, though. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's a whole different thing than what's mm-hmm. packed into a cigarette. You just, you That's know, true. being clear.
1: <laughs> I, I actually heard someone from one of the... Um, the native people say it oh i think it was in that same pipe ceremony they said um because of the misuse of tobacco as cigarettes is the reason why that disease is rampant the way it is because the tobacco is not supposed to be used in that way they do not inhale it in these ceremonies they puff and nothing goes in the lungs or is inhaled into the lungs so the misuse is having you know, this is the effect. You, you, you. Well, that's a whole nother conversation for another day because that's herbal spirit round yeah. conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I just had something pop into my head, but you know, that's we'll talk about that later. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> excuse me. So I love that. You know, we know who we're praying to. We know what we can do to um, show them reverence. Um. Another way that that I love also is being in nature and reverencing, mm-hmm. you know, the first ancestor, which would be spirit, and then of course Mother Earth. So, mm-hmm. um, what about those of us who love to be outside? and do some kind of reverence outside? Is there a particular thing that you recommend that people do when they wanna go and just reconnect, have that ultimate reconnection (laughs) by going Mm -hmm. outside?
1: Yes, indeed. Um, Nature, yeah, is is the place for connection with your ancestors and all your ancestors. And like you said, the ancestors of the land, the ancestors of the um, spirit, uh, the uh, vegetable and mineral kingdom—they're all living beings that are connected to us, and all the spirits are connected. They work in harmony with each other. They work in tandem with each other. Um, so, being out in nature, you can definitely uh, connect with your ancestors. You know, you can sit out, put your feet on the earth, sit, sit outside, um, meditate, pray and call on them. Um, that's actually one of the best places to, to connect with your ancestors. I, in my past, I haven't recently been at some serious drumming ceremonies calling on the ancestors. So you're we're out on barefoot on the grass with the drums mm-hmm. calling the ancestors and they are coming and they don't only just come in their spirit bodies they actually come with the spiritual mediums so they will come through the spiritual mediums and give messages and things like that Mm -hmm. um and yeah and it's it's something to experience and behold
0: yeah
1: Uh, so nature definitely is the best place that's that's who we are we're nature so
0: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Yay, well I gotta say I have of course enjoyed this conversation so much we could go on forever and ever and talk about mm-hmm. this stuff but I just appreciate you taking time out of your day and coming and talking about ancestral reverence in the way that only you can um I Mignon is the person like I will I will ask her questions and I'll be like I know she about sick of me but I got to ask this question because
1: Anytime. especially if
0: I hear something or read something and I'm mm-hmm. like, that don't sound right.
1: Yeah. And then I'll
0: go and I'll check with her and she's like, well, no, they need to da 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 So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say this. She has her book uh, for ancestral reverence that I would say get that book because it has a lot of great tips and information in there, especially if you're just getting started. It's, it's a great tool to use to be able to kind of give you some guidance um, just to get you give you a place to start in your journey. So um, before we close out, Mignon, did you have anything else that you wanted to share regarding this particular topic?
1: Yes, yes. I, you know, I just want to share that, you know, I've been... Um, open to and practicing ancestral reverence as a part of my spiritual life for a long, long time. And I have to say, it is the most um, powerful and the most elevating experience that I have had. If I've never done anything else further in my spiritual walk, connecting with my ancestors has been one of the most wonderful and fulfilling and beneficial things that I have ever done. Um, so I just want to share that. You know, now not all of us are meant to go off into all these different, you know, spiritual traditions and walks, and but we all have ancestors that are waiting for us, helping us already, but also waiting for that closer connection and acknowledgement. And that can be an ex- their allies like nobody else. And they can do things like no other spiritual beings can do for you. So I just wanted to share that, you know, that's open to everyone, everyone.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for making that point. I really appreciate that because we we have to make sure that people understand that you don't have to go and get more letters behind your name or you don't have to, you know, be initiated into a particular tradition or mm-hmm. anything like that. You can, if that's what calls to you, but if you're just getting started, start with with the ancestors. Start with what you know you already have access to, and that is them. So yeah. thank you for bringing that, that, that point. Just, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Mignon, if somebody wants to contact you or reach you, follow you, how can they? How can they be part of your world, girl?
1: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give my email that you can reach me at It's the dot rev. That's R E V is in Victor. Um, dot, the rev dot the dot rev dot Mignon, M-I-G-N-O-N at gmail.com, dot The dot rev dot. Mignon at gmail.com. So when you edit, you know. (laughs) 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 You get the right clip. (laughs) Right, right, right. And I can be found also um, on Clubhouse. I have a, a room... Uh, a a club called sacred mysteries and I also have a website called www.sacredmysteries.org and you can find out all about me and my services and what I've got going on and one more thing um, that's a great resource that I have It's my YouTube channel called Sacred Mysteries. Yes. Yes, Sacred Mysteries Worldwide. And um, the videos there, the videos of information and the videos for meditation. I have a great ancestor reverence connection video that has gotten so much great feedback. It's helped a lot of people connect with their ancestors. So you can um, go to the channel and check that out too.
0: Yes. Please go to that channel. I ooh, that completely slipped my mind because I it's not it's not too often that I don't go and visit her channel just to like even if she's like if the ancestor reverence the the ancestor meditation the the ones that she has for the various orisha and just all this information that's on there it's just oh it's so much and it's so beautiful and I love it so. Mm. Yes, go to her YouTube channel, and all of Mignon's information is going to be in the description box, so hold your mute. It's all good. I got you. Just go in the description box, and you can see her contact information, her social media, her website, her YouTube, all of that. I'm going to hook y'all up so that you can stay in contact with this gorgeous goddess sister of mine. All right?
1: Thank you, love.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I always love it when you grace us with your presence here at the Sacred Pathway Academy. I just love it. (laughs)
1: Thank you. I love coming to your academy as well. I am always joyful whenever you invite me on. So it's always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, Leave comments give us some likes, give us some subscribes, give us some all that so that we can stay afloat and keep doing what we're doing. So until
1: next time, I will see you all in the next episode. Bye for now.